Hey, Dame. Yo. Do you happen to have any idea who this episode is brought to you by? Oh, I think I have a clue. I think I do. <laughs> this episode of Ergo is brought to you by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. And if you know Ergo, we love independent and we love shit not being locked down. So <laughs> so go ahead and get Overcast for free on the App Store. This is the celebration. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. Hello. Oh. All right. Are we good to go? I'm so, I'm nervous. <laughs> Can you tell I'm talking a lot and getting sweaty and I'm nervous? Yeah. It's okay. Should we turn on the air for you? No, no, no. Okay. The mics will pick it up. Oh. I was mostly scared the mic would pick up my stomach noises. So. Oh, that's. But I took we pulled out the gas. I got the gas. Like <laughs> it's good. It's good. be pure, but the sound would be. Unclean. I'm going to not worry about my ums. No, do not worry about your ums. apologize in advance for the labor that you have no, to do. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, welcome to Ergo. I'm Jennifer. I'm Rosie. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a very historic episode of Ergo with all four of us around the table. Yeah. This is nice. Hey. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> what are we doing here? We're here for the celebration suite, the the last episode of the celebration suite. Best for last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the people have been clamoring for this. We let them know a week in advance. I don't know if the people have been clamoring. I imagine the people have been clamoring for We're this. projecting a clamor. No clamor <laughs> to our adoring public. Um, because the people know you by now. They know your names. They've heard us talk about you ad infinitum. Um and so, yeah, thanks for being here and interviewing us for today. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, happy to be here. So do you guys have like a like a format or anything like that? We don't have too much of a format. It's a we mild have... order. Nice. We rarely we're do. We're open. So. Yeah. Right at home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've done the level of preparation that we've done our entire <laughs> professional careers. We have a combo of the questions that people sent in and a few questions that we have. Yeah. Cool. So well, for those who don't know, this is somewhat mailbaggy we we oh, yeah. appreciate the folks who sent in some some questions or curiosities a mailbag crossover yeah absolutely <laughs> before we up and i have one shout out a few weeks ago we put out a call for um people that donate to the chicago abortion fund and i said i'd give them a shout out on the air if they sent me their name and so shout out to pamela engebretson for the uh, for the donation all right, that was oh all God. I had. It's all it's all y'all take it from here. Shout out Pam. Uh all right. Should we jump into it? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Yeah, it felt like um we wanted to start out honoring y'all's tradition. So we wanted to start by asking you the question, how's the world treating you? And how are you treating the world? Oh, I love this screen <laughs> here. You, kids. <laughs> I'm very happy to be one recording with the two of you, but also this is the first thing Damon and I have recorded in person since the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really fun to be in a room with everyone in three dimensions and microphones and everything. It like feels, it's a different studio, but it feels a little like home. And I just, I've missed this so, so, so much. So I'm glad that was part of why I wanted to do this in person. Cause I was like, one, I don't trust these, these dirty guests out here. No, but I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I, I wanted to do it because 
like I wanted the return to being together to feel like, intimate like this. So the world's treating me good because I feel like I'm able to be with the people I love here. Um, and I'm trying to be attentive to the needs of the people I love. Mm. What about you, Dame? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a little disoriented right now. Did we, have we recorded since? Yeah. I've been? Okay, so people know that like, I've been kind of just dealing with something. So this is one of my first times, like kind of being outside, outside of like family obligations over the past five or so weeks. So there's just some like sensory, physiological, mm-hmm. you know, y'all hear that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. The audio exactly. rich. Yeah. You know, wow. <laughs> so. Nominate us for our awards now for that audio quality. <laughs> uh, so, you know, just try to cope with that and like, struggling to like be be graceful to myself in it because it feels difficult to assess and like move through and so it makes me feel sadness about what i can't offer the world right now and what i'm struggling to receive from it and so trying to like accept that in a Mm -hmm. in a healthy way is is how i'm I'm moving right now Well, I'm glad to feel the warmth of each other's bodies. Yeah. And to share same. breath with y'all in the same room. Feels yeah. really good. To yeah. be able to like touch you all. That was what I missed most of all, was just each other's knees. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've been a joint man my whole life. <laughs> Word. Well. Should we answer yeah, the question? Oh. No. I mean you can. You can. We don't Are there no questions about us in this? We may flip it on you and ask a follow-up. Yeah. Were you scheming back. out there too? No, we were not. We were not at all. <laughs> no, but we don't we don't have anything for you. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like the people you're interviewing don't really ask you questions. We yeah. encourage them to, but they never But do you ever answer on air? Like how the world's treating us? How you're doing? Not no. outside of the celebration suite. No. Yeah. Okay. No. We just carry well, how'd that. that feel? <laughs> <laughs> good follow-up. It feels good. It's been fun over these episodes to get asked week to week. Because it's been an interesting few weeks. Yeah. You know, part of the device is like, for most people, the the shock of it. And so, like, I really appreciate people be like, oh, that's a good question. Oh, let me think about that. And like, kind of like as a way to muse through their internal life. Um, But like knowing that it's coming sometimes is a little difficult. And like, I feel the pressure of like, oh, I should be prepared to have a really profound answer to this. And so... It kind of unsettles me. <laughs> yeah. Any but it, answer is profound. But it's a good example of what we try to do of like not ask a question that we wouldn't be willing to answer if someone did ask mm-hmm. us back. Because mm-hmm. that was a lesson learned early on of like you can't expect a level of vulnerability from your guests that you're not willing to give if they were to ask you the same question. Just a little. Just a little. Speaking of up. which, like. Yeah. Oh, no. Also, y'all are going to have to interject because. Yeah, we you may know, need to interrupt. Yeah. 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 Please do. Yeah, not, not speaking of which, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> one thing Damon and Daniel can do is talk. Oh, no. One thing. Daniel will hop on for like a planning call, and I see on his calendar for like an hour, hour and a half, oh, no. and then it's like five, yeah, three hours. hours. <laughs> it's 5.30 at night. I'm like, Daniel, are we going to have dinner? Damon's no. like, I might have been on with Daniel maybe a little too long. <laughs> maybe a little too long. <laughs> What's your indicator that it's too long? That the rest of your life is falling apart or that you've lost your voice? Yeah, I mean, now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm faint not. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> we chatted into exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a physical depletion, though. Like, especially mm-hmm. in these dead Zoom talking abyss. Yeah. Uh, it, it does something to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I can always tell when my midsection gets sweaty that it's time to pack that's it a, that's in. That's a thing I'm, I'm glad you brought yeah. up your sweat. When I, when I open the door to say hello, there's just an aroma in the room of like talking, like, like recording, talking, post, like pre. That talk smell. Yeah, yeah. This room smells like chat. <laughs> All right. So what what else? Uh, what do you got for us? One of the mailbag questions is, "What do you love about each other?" Oh, I'm gonna start soft. I'll go first. I mean, Daniel's just one of the like most consistent, thoughtful people I've ever met. Like I've been saying, like more and more. Like I just wish more people function the way he does, and so you know, he's just someone you can count on. In, mm-hmm. in some very real ways. And then, like, to that, like, and sometimes planning conversations become us just, like, talking through the world. Like, it's becoming difficult, more and more difficult to, like, fully engage in, like, the the truth and the depth of my thinking and thoughts with people in, like, casual conversation. We have a way to to do the big, but it not feel heavy. And then, like, be silly in it or kind of, like be talking about really intense things but also have a like a, a lightness to it and so like on an internal level that is like spiritually nourishing first of all it's fun to answer and hear the receive the answer to this question in person because we've been asked versions of this over the past few weeks um and one i feel this is just embarrassing and maybe this is my own projection like i've received way more praise than you have (laughs) that might be true true. i received a lot of praise (laughs) so where the fuck is my praise (laughs) 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 but just out here praiseless i I know you shouldn't even said that i didn't even even add that up in editing it i was like oh boy (laughs) yikes no yeah, they asked both of us. What the hell? Yeah, let me give you some praise here. I'm going to give you some gas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the things that I have talked about a lot in the past of like the casual genius of thought and the things that you say that become tenets of my life and all that type of stuff. But just personally, there's like a like a comfort that feels well-earned on both of our parts. And so some of that is about our relationship, but the comfort that I feel with you, like I'm a very, you know, as much of a talker as I am, I'm a socially anxious person. For instance, as an example, yesterday was invited to a thing, waited an hour so that I'd be there in time, went, saw that I didn't know anyone in there and just got back in the car and left. <laughs> like this is very Shout out, real. <laughs> this is, that's, you're an enabler of my anxiety. <laughs> No, no but, if you take care of your knee. You exactly. <laughs> but the I'm just so grateful to have a person in life who I feel like genuinely comfortable with and able to in that comfort talk about the things that make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that our relationship mm-hmm. isn't the source of the discomfort, but there's room for discomfort in it. Nah. <laughs> it's not about the drama of us, it's about the world and I know that in that haven I'm safe to explore. Mm-hmm. So that's because of what you've made oh. in that. What a gift. Yeah. That's <laughs> some good praise. I, I, I told you it was praise. in yeah. there. Yeah. That's some good praise. We'll drop some more affirmations. I'll go, I'll go back and edit that into all the last <laughs> yeah. episodes. Too. Copy the paste. Well, y'all have been doing this podcast since what, 2015? 15, yeah. And so there's been a, a journey that y'all have been on. And I'm not quite sure that many people have maybe heard about the genesis of Ergo. 
We've done it a few times in okay. the suite, but I'm trying to think. There's parts I'm of it that we didn't. Away. No, you're... <laughs> that's the other thing. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, Rosie feels so much guilt sometimes. At I, not already, listening. We, I already, we... I already asked Jennifer. I was like, Jennifer, be honest. Yeah, How often do you listen we to shared space. <laughs> Have you ever listened to it? I've listened to it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true statement. That's yeah, a true that's statement. A... <laughs> I listened to like impress you early on when yeah. we were like about to start dating. I think. And then we moved in together and I got the like cliff notes after each episode. You know, so and like, I well, felt like I had space because, you yeah. know, Damon doesn't really listen to podcasts and That's he has true. a podcast. <laughs> That's I was true. like, hey. Yeah. But then you started listening to other podcasts for a little second. Like, that, that, That's that true. To happen. That's, <laughs> That's fun. I had to have find some no, balance cool. there. To be but. fair, I had no expectation ever of anyone Anybody? I love. <laughs> but especially people who have I to then know. hear me talk about it afterwards then yeah. going back and listening to it. Though I am a little embarrassed that you only ever hear my side of the conversation. I do only hear you. <laughs> Which laughs. is a much worse show. And when you're like really loud in the closet and like something exciting is happening over there. But what does that... I'm not going to do it. At least not the first half. But the around the Genesis, is that what you were, you yeah. were wondering? Like tell us your is ergo there, story. Yeah, are there parts of it that you feel like you haven't shared? In the celebration yet? I would, yeah, like, can you tell me a little bit more about, like, we talk about the, the first meeting we had, but, like, the before that? Mm. We do have a question that might segue into this a little better. Sure. Which is, what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, I guess this is the part that I've, like, alluded to a little bit, but I haven't gone as deep in about, like, that year being in the city for me and you being back here before we started. So I've, I've alluded to this in past episodes, but like I came to Chicago with the opportunity to do a project that didn't end up happening. Um, and so what that was, was out of some of the collaborations that Damon and I did in college, I was invited uh, to produce a podcast for BZ that was going to be hosted by Kevin Koval. And so he's the one who initially like opened the door. Um, I moved almost to the day a year before we first went on the radio together. So there's like exactly one year. And in that year, I had a really, really hard time. Like the thing that I thought I was coming here for pretty quickly became clear that that wasn't the case. Like I was kind of told like, oh no, you'll be set up. Everything will be fine. We have this project. We'll find you work on top of that. And then I got here and it took like six weeks for anyone to respond to my phone calls. Mm. So I was just like sitting here in my cousin's living room where I was sleeping on her futon, like unclear what I was doing. And then once we did get to work, like, I don't know, there's so much of what I think about a healthy collaborative relationship looking like that comes out of what I don't want it to be based on that experience. There was this feeling of indebtedness that like so quickly got in my bones. And I think, you know, this is true for many people working with him and in that space around YCA, but like as an outsider coming in, you know, there was this feeling of like all of this access that I'm getting and, you know, clout adjacency comes from this relationship. And like, without that, I'd have nothing. And so I should just be glad to be here. And as a result of that, I like undervalued the labor I was providing a lot. And so that was about a year. And in like May, so 10 months in, I went home for two months to the city, to New York. And yeah, not the city. I know. I, city. I knew that wasn't yeah, going to go for the city. Um, and really almost didn't come back. Like, I, that was as close as I've ever come to not coming mm -hmm. back to Chicago. And so by then, we had had the conversation 
Um, and I knew there was the opportunity for us to get onto the radio through my guy at the promontory. But I didn't know if it would become anything. But this feeling was like I had come to Chicago to try to contribute to this thing that from afar I was seeing. And I felt that in that year I hadn't contributed anything, which in retrospect isn't exactly true, but it's what it felt like. Like I felt like I'd been taking. And so that was really what brought me back was like, I went here to try to give something. And through this Fakakta relationship process with him and all of that not going well, like I haven't had that opportunity yet. And so that's what brought me back to it. But as soon as it became clear to me that like that project wasn't going to go, I wanted to have my own thing I could stand on that wasn't dependent on this person who like by then I knew wasn't going to be able to deliver on the promises and shouldn't have made those promises in the first place. And so I started looking for opportunities to do it on my own and have my own thing. But I also didn't want, I mean, we've talked a little bit on other episodes about like why we were drawn to each other in this. And so some of it was like for access for me. And some of it was like, quote, not wanting to be that guy of like, I'm on my own doing this thing. But I also was just like looking for someone who I felt like I could trust a little bit. Trust and know. Like (laughs) I hadn't known any of these people for no more than a few months. And so to have someone from my past who even if I didn't know them that well, like I I felt like I had some shared understanding and connection and was kind of a link to this like other world before I showed up here. And it was part of the comfort of starting to work together was like, oh, like I'm not alone out here. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what what can add to that. I mean, you know, I was in a a place of knowing my whole life, but especially like wanting to start adulthood of like media, public communication, performance, active or performance adjacency was like very clearly what I wanted to be doing, but not knowing how or how to focus it or how to create a container. I, I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking about like now you're saying you were in New York. We the slot that they gave us the Thursday at noon, like mm-hmm. started before you came back. And I just had to like go up there for a couple and just kind of like yeah. do my like old college, like play some, some jams for my iTunes. Um, <laughs> <I love laughs> and that, that was fun. Like it wasn't, you know, big revolutionary politics stuff. It was like being silly, playing a few songs and just kind of like, you know, going through, through an hour being in the space and being, you know, placed there. So yeah, you know, I think I still very much struggle with like direction and initiation and follow through. And so like needing a structure, a format, a space to like focus what was kind of emerging within and around me felt really important. And so, you know, I think back to the only tangible thing I saw y'all do from that project. And I don't know if there were other like practices or attempts, uh, but we had this this day at YCA where we brought Lost Voices, this organizing protests collective from Ferguson to Chicago and Daniel and Kevin interviewed them. And I just felt really glad that he was doing it, right? Like, I was like, oh man, you're here. Because we kind of would bump into each other. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're, you're finding like some footing around here. And there was a lot of, um, yeah, I was just really close to to the people from Lost Voices, and we like created a, a deep bond very quickly. And there was a lot of like antagonism, a lot of there was a need for protection for what we were doing, what was emerging in these first you know few months post uprising. 
And so I felt very comfortable and felt a safety to know that like Daniel was involved and his thoughtfulness. Um, and so that really more than any, you know, we talk a little bit about like being at some hip hop events together, you know, coming to a protest, but it was really seeing him do his work relative to the work or to the movement and the the like internal feeling that it, it had. And, and also just feeling like received and seen in a few ways. And you came to our stage show, me and Christiana. Mm-hmm. Did, did, I did come to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I really appreciated. Was, was that Lack on Lack? Uh, yeah. yeah, you were there too. That mm-hmm. we, we were just getting together. Well, I think that's you where were, y'all met. You were, I don't I know if we, did we meet. I did introduce. Oh, probably, I did yeah. introduce. I was like, yeah, this that's is. Wow. Throwback, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on Bushy Tail <laughs> out here in the lobby of Victory Gardens. <laughs> so yeah, the, you know, I think just some of that trust, comfort, having seen each other, um, but really wanting to do this type of work open up this new space and, and really contribute more to what, you know, has developed around us and just, you know, finding the perfect partner to, to help make it real. Yeah, I mean, I can't overemphasize the point. There was nobody doing thoughtful interviews with these artists at mm-hmm. that time. Like, our show has evolved in other ways, but, like, the local outlets weren't, the, like, complexes of the, like, that was really my desire was, like, I want to know what these like brilliant young artists actually think because nobody's asking them what they think. And that was like the entry point. And then it's just like grown from there. But like it came from this feeling of like, like there is this gap and it's like irresponsible to keep having these terrible conversations because these people are not being taken seriously. Yeah. There was a deeper focus on the artistic community and just like how to your point, like there was a brilliance and a depth that expanded beyond the products Right. Like even before there were like, you know, some of these memorable or like historic mixtapes or albums or visual art, like just the people, the space, the type of thought that was creating. You know, we called it a renaissance, like that was creating this like really the space of mutuality that, yeah, I don't think it was possible to understand without actually physically feeling and seeing it. So you may hear a song like, oh, that's cool. Right, like you could hear an early Sab or No Name verse of like, oh, these people are can rap, or well. like Vice could come for a week and get a tour of, of all the places. Yeah, right? here's here's this poetry slam, but like the actual essence and the 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 soil that made it, it didn't feel like mycelial. anybody else was there. Exactly, my um, some mycelial movement happening, absolutely. So coming to each other and wanting to contribute this thing. Yeah, it seems like it's been like a deep side of like tenderness. And like intimacy and like trust feels like the crux of ergo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like even in you all's telling of that, that you all share like a very deep connection and like relationship to each other. So just wondering how your friendship and your relationship to each other has been a side of just learning for you all. I mean, almost everything I know is <laughs> <laughs> no, either something we learn together or something we learn from each other. I mean, it's not possible to overstate the ways that we've, at least that I'll, I'll say for me, that like I've learned in this relationship, um, both the like content of what we're discussing and the ideas and all that, but how to maintain a, a partnership. I mean, this is an older partnership than Rosie, you and me, and there's a lot of lessons. Take that, Rosie. <laughs> You newcomer. (laughs) But there's a lot about how we are together that I learned from the maintenance of this relationship. Um, I'm curious for you. I'm going to flip it on you. I know I've said I wouldn't, but I'm going to. What does that intimacy of ours look like from the outside? 
Like, how have you seen our friendship? What does that look like from your seats? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've almost never witnessed two people relate to each other in the ways that you all do. I think just in terms of like how you all listen to each other and understand each other and just how like your commitment to like liberation and just a larger vision like aligns so well with each other. It's it's like yin and yang. And I think being able to witness it and just being able to see like how Damon has grown since 2015 and how it started in like WHPK with like that one dude who would wear like snow pants all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember his name, but it Mike, was the guy, my, Mike. My, oh, Mike. of course, Mike. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Mike was the guy who had the show right before us, <laughs> who Mike was just a real classic Hyde Park weirdo. Yeah. Like just a wonderful, yeah, a very, done a lot of very LSD. self-assured, yeah. strange person. Do you think he's a yeah. big Ergo fan? I do I not. Do not. Okay. I, th- I, th- I don't even know if he was a fan then. Yeah, I think he's, he's, my sense was he's not a big Daniel fan. <laughs> but he loves yeah. Daniel. <laughs> so there'd be times where like, you know, after a while we would be rebroadcasted from there. So like sometimes it would only need one of us. And like we started bonding. And like, like I would really be there. Talk. And, yeah. and, just and then like... he would come back and then he would kind of start playing me. Like he was, he would come like, much worse than that. <laughs> like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. But, and then also, answer the question of as, as y'all have said like we both kind of come into the relationship with this like proximity around conversation and dialogue and talking but for me it was never like formalized or codified and so between both like the informal practice we do of just like chopping it up but also you know having to go out into the world and talk about how we talk to each other and pulling out the important, the like power dynamics, the political and social implications of just human interaction and, and verbal communication has then made me more intentional in other spaces, right? So it could be like, oh, I know how to speak in front of a room or I can facilitate as opposed to no, I actually have principles that like I've professed and now have to like stand on. And it helps me like evaluate other in- instances of how communication works. So I think in, in addition to like the internal support we are, you know, building a, a a work entity together. It has provided deeper grounding in terms of how I interact in other spaces in ways that like would have been there, but wouldn't have been like developed intentional. So yeah, I think a deeper intentionality about how I speak to people, how I'm in com- communication and conversation is, and knowing that I have someone else thinking this way. It could sometimes feel like one bullshit or making it up or like, overly detailed or overly almost like doing too much right like no one else cares no one else gives it like people are just moving through the world but then having a grounding having a pole uh to come back and be like man these motherfuckers tripping or yeah (laughs) you know whatever there's also no time that i feel more like i'm full of bullshit than when I'm like interacting with you, Rosie, in a way that doesn't align with the values that we talk (laughs) about here i'm like like i have no excuse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be like a rude interrupter because like I know the thing yeah. like I've studied the thing we talk about the thing it's like it doesn't mean I don't do it so but like that feeling of like I'm not the only one thinking about this and we have some things that we've developed that we know are you know true based on our experiences when I don't live up to that in us like it's like oh this is even worse than just an argument this is like I have failed my my skill set <laughs> better <laughs> not be over there interrupted <laughs> <laughs> Which I am. <laughs> yeah, but what is it, what was your thought on like what has it been like to watch our 
our relationship. I just like feel so much relief that you two have like a very beautiful and like safe, the like male intimacy that you have with each other and the like psychological safety that you have and like practice with each other to share and unpack complicated thoughts. I feel like, I don't know, whenever you're going through a really challenging time, the like space that you have with Damon to unpack it is like what you need in that moment. And I'm just like happy like for you as like your partner that you have a like companion or partner for those things. And just like that this type of relationship exists and like that this is possible in the world. And like, I think more men need relationships like these. Like I hope people, other people can see that and try to build that in their own ways. Yeah, and I hope hope we keep doing it more for ourselves, better and more thoroughly for ourselves too. I mean, that's, that's always a a mind fuck is like are there ways that we enable things in ourselves in each other as two men to like how are we holding each other in that like but there's also sometimes nice the ability to like vent about things in ways that you know the other person will receive and won't feel like an affront to them in that way like yeah i don't know we can also be like imperfect with each other like we kind of pull behind the curtain and like you know we're very valued driven people you know, and and we want to be accountable to all the things, but then we can also like double speak it a little bit and like kind of get outside and just be be vulnerable, like in the messiness or in you know without being you know it's not like we're it's duplicitous or we're like oh it's not, not these lie. people but but we can talk a little shit with yeah. each other <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's good to have someone to talk shit with who you also know isn't like. A deeply violent misogynist. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I, you know, <laughs> like I was at the airport one day and like, this is, you know, just the idea of like, you got to be careful, of like letting yourself out. So we were, there was something happening with the line or security and it was, it was this white dude and we like just had the same experience. So mm-hmm. like we had been brought and we were like next to each other. And I was like, and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to, no, let me be human. I was like, ooh, that was, that was a lot. And he was like, yeah. And then he just like went on this ableist rant right after. Oh. I was like, jeez, I should. You open the door an inch, yeah. <laughs> and he started using the R word, just all type of stuff. It was just like, oh, man, buddy, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> once you, once you fucking scratch yeah, the surface, yeah, yeah. there's so, some, so like, some shit going on. Letting the hair down, but like that not being a compromise. Yeah. Mm. It's always good to let the hair down. Have someone you can do that with. Yeah. How do your, I have a, I have a embodiment question Let's that do I don't it. know how to ask. So Jennifer, feel free to tweak if you, but like, how do your bodies feel when you're in either like a good conversation or in conflict with each other? Like, I'm just thinking about how, yeah. How do you physically feel when you're in it with Oof. each other? I love that. So there's the on-air and the off-air mm-hmm. answer. The on-air, especially early on, kind of felt like a trance state, which is part of what I loved about it, Like, especially when it was live. Like from the moment the microphones turned on to when they turned off an hour later, like I was just kind of like floating. Um, And that was kind of like exciting, but also draining. And so it's been nice to actually come out of that a little bit and be a little more human while we're recording. But then the off-air, I don't know. I'm trying to think like... So this is, it is verbal, but it's also physical, is like for all of our talk about not interrupting, like we kind of have a pact that we're allowed to interrupt each other sometimes when we're really going. Yeah, um, let me just say it. <laughs> yeah, like I've interrupted, let me just get, yeah. Um, so there's some of this like, 
like kind of waiting to jump in type of feeling mm-hmm. that we're just kind of mm-hmm. like bouncing off each other, like a little bit of like give and go rhythm to it. Yeah. No, that, that, that helps me get to the, it's not answering the question of the body yet. Maybe I'll get there, but like a, a thing I want to be like honest about or vulnerable that feels weird is I'm also aware that everybody is not this, this verbal. And even when I just think I'm just chilling, like I've received, or I understand that like it can be intimidating for a lot of people or or discomforting. And so the like pace of excitement or a really big thought, right? Like that exhilarates me. A lot of times what I am doing relative to position and spaces is like corralling that, making sure I'm not stepping, you know, facilitating in a way where people feel like their voice was heard first and I'm responding to the thing, right? And so like, there's a little bit of, again, like letting my hair down of like, yeah, let me just say that shit, you know, or let me, you know, I can divert or do a tangent and then also the comfort that like it won't throw him off and he can like get back to his point. You know, there's this this dance to bring to bring it back to the body of like there's a there's a tightness or a restriction that I think a lot of it is is purposeful. Is you know, I think it is it is the responsibility that I have and that many folks should have like in the world and like being able to release some of that restriction. I think you feel that like in the chest and in the hips mm. of like, I can just, you know, I can just spar, but that's, I can dance yeah. for a nonviolent metaphor. <laughs> it's not the meat of the issue and we're not sparring. <laughs> See, we're still gone. For the inside, for folks, I, I, I'm a super meat eater, but like I've been very aware that like when I say the most important thing, like getting to the meat of it, and I just like, I'm trying to challenge that in my brain. And so I'm starting to say like the main dish or the main mm. course or something. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, give a a quick tangent? Talking about eating reminded me of the story that we really have to talk about on the air about, about something that happened eating. in the last 24 hours, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So I was sleepy. Mm-hmm. I'm a much well, sleepier person. I didn't person. eat you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> How did your brain do that? And Rosie was energetic. And we were hanging out. And I was getting sleepy and falling asleep. And she was like, I want to play. And I was like, well, I'm tired. And so she bit me on the shoulder to wake me up so that we could play. It worked. He woke up and then yeah. we And talked, I was like, you bit me. For like 30 minutes. Yeah, it, it was effective. Um, I just felt like I needed that to be on the record. It's not a common occurrence, but. I don't often bite. Our cat Tony does that too. You've been spending too much time with this puppy. Oh, yes. This puppy. We have you, a puppy been, in my life and he bites. Learned, you've been learning attention. Learned yeah. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to communicate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know, he has no other tools. <laughs> So yeah, but to in the in the body thing, I agree I with some of that agree. dance. And yeah, there's like a like an exhaustion that comes after we spend time together. Yeah, there's a heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we talked about the the the, the, heat, the stink the of the talk. The um but I think there like the physicality of that is something that we also try to think about with guests and stuff. Like you're asking people to like expel their internal life force into microphones to talk with you. Um and so I think that's where the physicality comes. You know, we're usually sitting behind a thing or in the clothes closet or constrained in some way, but there's this like force going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it lives in the body. That's a good question. I feel like I feel like my answer didn't meet it, but that's a good question. No, you did great. And I think we're both real head head first people. So it's sometimes harder to think about that. Like I don't think I've paid a lot of attention to what my body feels like when we're when we're going. You've also been behind a screen doing this work for um, That's a true, while. very true. So probably just less attuned to your body. 
yeah. in general. But much more attuned to the front of my hair. Being on Zoom has made me obsessed with this one area. I'm just always pushing that little thing to the side there. And my clothes in the background of the closet. <laughs> Word. Um, another question that we have for y'all was, how has your internal landscape shifted and evolved as Ergo has grown? Well, we were talking about this actually not in an Ergo context recently, you and me, boo. But just so much less insecure. Like I'm so much more confident in myself. And I just think about all the things that I did out of a place of insecurity that I couched in other ways, or maybe it was transparent that that's where it was coming from anyway for other people, even if I didn't see it that. But that's, I think, how my internal landscape has shifted much more, is that it's much more grounded. Um, and I care way less what people think of me. I still want to engage with them, and I still want them to engage with my thoughts and my work and all that stuff. But like, I just don't care if they like me as much. Yeah, there's like an assuredness of like life path, I guess. Is what, like, in addition to believing and wanting to do the things, part of what like has compelled me out into the world is like a need to be active or to like, you know, where am I going in the world? What am I doing with myself? And so like without a lot of formal structure that has been mostly like either responding to or being driven by things that are like way out of our control, uprising, structural, oppressive violence, or then trying to generate or facilitate space kind of out of that, right? So it's a lot of like, oh, we're responding to some thing of uprising and then there's like nothing happening. So now we need to create healing space or we need to create consciousness building, you know, a lot of like things outside of my entity uh, outside of my being and a piece of that is because i was unsure what i'm going to be doing in the world and so this is a way to like start a track and so with you know this this is my work at minimum right and so if i'm doing things on top of that that feels good and so that helps then sense of self in a lot of ways so like a lot of my ambitions a lot of my goals personally are now you know, hope to feed out of the space and I hope we'll also contribute and feed the space that we've got together. So it's it's a symbiotic life planning, not unless sounds whack, but like <laughs> life trajectory feels very much like woven, braided with with this thing. So shit still sucks, but like <laughs> there's a, a, a deeper like void where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, that's disorienting. And so I can't say that truthfully anymore. And like, this is... <laughs> helpful for that <laughs> yeah when the anxious voice goes like you're flailing and you're failing you'd be like well i'm not <laughs> like i hear you the evidence points otherwise There's like 300 episodes like this is working no um and it gets each time that that works it gets much easier to not believe the voice that says you're failing you're flailing you're struggling or that you have nothing um oh what advice would you all give yourselves when you were starting out with Ergo? Love this question. My favorite type of question. Love an impossible time travel question. <sighs> Don't doubt what you're doing as much. Like, surrender some of the, like, future concern. I mean, look, we're kind of talking as if, like, everything is just settled and, like, we have a million billion dollars to do this forever and, like, the show will always work and be there. We're in the one <laughs> space right now, actually, and like time where it does feel stable. And 
I've always had this feeling of like waiting for the other shoe to drop and like I have to go get a real job or whatever. But like I said, the more that it keeps working, the easier it is not to believe that and to keep trusting myself. And so that would be some of the advice is like, if you're going to do this, do this and try to worry about it less. Let yourself have the joy of the freedom of this type of creative life because there was a lot of space that I created in my life because of the choices that I made that I filled with worry that I could have filled with a lot more happiness. And that had nothing to do with money or jobs. I mean, to some degree it did, but a lot of it was like trying to answer unanswerable questions about my future when I could have just done my thing. I've like started to hate the phrase, be present, be in the present. Like, I don't know what that means for me, but I do think like I could have enjoyed more of that time of my life if I'd let myself just like go on the ride of this adventure a little bit. What about you? Thought your answer was going to give me something to really. <laughs> You're on your own here, kid. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I will probably say like be more comfortable forefronting the work. I think when we made the shift from like our tagline used to be showcasing folks changing the world basically to saying doing this is in itself a transformational movement building entity. I think I had a lot of like, I think righteous like self-criticism, but also like too deep of a fear of like not wanting to look like somebody who wants to be a movement celebrity. And so I think in some of that, that made me overthink or like downplay, you know? So like the idea of promotion or like even, yeah, integrating this as explicitly as I think I could have is something that I probably would tell me not to, to like not worry about what people think. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> what I, what I would say. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like, I don't even care. <laughs> so. Yeah. I have something for you guys. I have to, we, I feel a responsibility here <laughs> of people who have listened to the show for a long time. I've heard your names. I've heard these little anecdotes. Yeah. I have no idea how people think of you based on what they've heard from us. It's 99% positive things that were always, it's always shout outs. But <laughs> what do you want people who listen to Ergo to know about each of you? <laughs> like, what are there any, like, let's nip these preconceptions in the bud. Like, who are you who other are than you? just our partners? Like, I don't mean bios, but like, yeah. How do you think about, if you do, like the relationship to our listeners, you know, because we don't, not mention you but we also don't you know it's not a podcast where we're talking about our relationships a lot earlier jennifer i called us the real housewives erica <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that i love that <laughs> i can get down with that Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> um wait what was the question how we think of our relationship to the listeners yeah or like how do you think about, about that to know that there are people listening to us talk and that your name is coming up it's, happening you know, in your house because <laughs> there's an imbalance <laughs> there of like they're also only hearing one half of our conversations right. you know i mean i think it's a little weird but it's fun to be mysterious especially mm -hmm. to be on like 300 episodes in mm -hmm. and like you've been on the show but i think i've enjoyed being this like mysterious person mm -hmm. in your life and I'm wondering if I want to stay a little mystery. <laughs> That's some good ads, though. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. your ad reads have been yeah. strong. This has been superb. Yeah. <laughs> They've been... <laughs> I 
unless you want to start answering, Jennifer? I don't know. I feel like the nature of me and Damon's life has been just like always intertwined and interconnected just based on like a lot of the work that we do together. And so it feels like by nature, I feel like I can't maintain as much mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, How does that feel? I think, you know, in answering the question, like who I am, it feels like I've been trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. since like, you know, for the past like three or four years. And so some of that's daunting, to be quite honest, but most of it has been like really good. And I think being able to be in a relationship with you as someone who's like just so thoughtful and, you know, creates so much great space in the world has like helped me answer a lot of those questions mm-hmm. about myself and feel comfortable and like taking my time to do that. So, yeah, I'm usually like a, a person who tries to maintain mystery, like almost always. Like if there's a networking event, I'm like in the corner eating and like getting my chips and guacamole on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But, you know, I kind of enjoy being able to be encouraged, I think, to be more vulnerable and be more. No, I don't want to say be more present because you said. No, you're allowed to <laughs> say it. I think for so. me, it doesn't mean my. He's absent. Yeah. <laughs> you stay here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, just be encouraged to, like, be more, like, have my two feet in the ground. I mm-hmm. think just listening to y'all and um, just, like, the type of work that you all do. But, yeah, I don't know. I just want people to know that I'm. A person who's like growing and evolving and trying to figure shit out like who I am and what I need and who I serve and like what that means and like the larger rotation of the world but yeah I'm kind of just here and trying to figure out what that means so all right <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull the pin on my speaking of which I think y'all thought I forgot about my speaking of which <laughs> so at first I was about to interrupt to start asking a question I started with speaking of which and I threw that witch away mm-hmm. it's right back so <laughs> what what Daniel was saying at that time, he was talking about, you know, this practice of of public vulnerability, not only as like good art, right, but also as like a a healthy relationship to the people that we are facilitating vulnerability from. And so one of the things for like, especially back in the day when we'd be physically in space with people, he really wanted to talk about people's relationships. But not the like mm-hmm. mess of it. I yeah. love hearing people talk about the ways that they love their partners mm. and just you like working love. through it right yeah and so like always trying to figure and then it'd be like oh man we're t- saying this is this time capsule of somebody's like work or life or relationship or community and like what if they break up like right like the, which has happened <laughs> which, several which has happened of like the seal gets broken that we ask the question it's like oh damn well i hope, hope they don't listen to that <laughs> <laughs> no but that's also part of the part so, of the story so i yeah. feel like you want to like there there has been a desire because that's a part of the thing right like in showing up in the world, many folks partner with people or, or have some type of central home life relationship with one or many folks. Yeah. And we've wanted to figure out how to talk about that in the space that feels appropriate, but it's hard to do that with other people because we don't know where they're at with it. And so, like, they're here now. Yeah, the last <laughs> thing you want to do is be like, let's talk about relationships. And the other person is like, well, actually, like, it's going really tough. <laughs> you're like, all right, well, let's edit that out. But yeah, I think... It's kind of part of what I want. Like, you know, we've talked about the show a lot. I want to talk about us a little bit um, because I think that's part of, you know, the uniqueness also of our kind of parallel trajectories is like we each found these other partnerships in this time that have continued to grow. I was here before you go. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to throw that in. For the record. For the record. Let the record show. So, okay, the relationships have evolved over this time. 
That's true. You did just get in right in there. But I think, yeah, I kind of think of them as parallel. Like I said, the like our Damon and my relationship is this parallel. Like these are the intimate relationships. So yeah, I don't even really know what the question is. Usually, That's what why I it's ask, so hard to ask. Other yeah, people, usually but. what I ask other people is like, tell me about your, tell me about your partner, and tell me what you love about them, and mm. and I love watching people's eyes light up when that question gets asked because they all like. What do you love about Rosie? Daniel? This is this is what you do. It's I, I set myself up. For, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. So I have a few things I'm going to say, but the list is way longer. So in relation to the show, just to get that out of the way, like the level of support, thoughtfulness, listening, patience, feedback, not always received well, navigating these, like, at least for me, challenging boundaries of like, how much of my work do I hold is something that's outside of our relationship? How do I want to talk about that? Like, how do I value your thoughtfulness and your expertise on things and then take that onto the show? Like, these are things that I don't have answers for that have always been there while we've been doing this and been together. But the like willingness to move through that with me and like the doggedness to like not shrink in that even when I'm defensive or protective about this work that I do, I'm really appreciative of that. And like, even though I don't always receive it the best, like I value your thoughts and your like opinions and your ideas so much on this work. And so that's in relationship to this show. like. Just know that like even in those moments where that's challenging, like I hear you and I'm trying to be able to hear it better. Um I'm so interested by that. We we don't have to go into it. That's I I'm super protective of my work of like this is my, you know, it's my creative process. It's mm-hmm. my, you know, outside of the world. Like And I tend to jump in with like suggestions or advice mm-hmm. when he's not asking for help. And so I've had to like learn how to not do that. And then sometimes and I ask for help, and then I revoke help, it. And I don't know, and I'm like, wait, I thought yeah. I was, I thought I was told to do this. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that answer isn't the answer I wanted. I don't want your advice anyway. So that's that's part of it. Um, but just in terms of you, like, I've said this a lot when people ask me about you. Part of what I've always loved that's given me a lot of like comfort in our relationship is the ways that we are passionate in similar ways about slightly different things what I feel we share is a lot of our values and like deep devotion to the things we care about. Like you are in the things you love, whether it's your art work, whether it's the, the work you do, the like values you hold around what kind of world we're trying to build. Like that is what I feel like we share more than anything is like this devotion to the things we care about. That's the thing I value almost more than anything in our relationship and like what, why I want to be with you because I know that you'll respect that devotion in me and the things that I choose to make um, and like celebrate that. And that's what I feel like we're often celebrating with each other is like, look at this thing that came from your like attention and care and look what that's turned into. So the show is one big example of that. So that's part of what I love about you. And I'll, I mean, like I said, this would be a 10,000 hour podcast. Like you don't, for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for the Rosie Fitz Appreciation Hour. Um, but I'll just give one We had more. an idea. What was your idea? <laughs> what was your idea? Oh, you had a name for it. It was your idea. Oh, oh you did. You mentioned this to I me. Did. It was a good name too. I can't My remember. Short term memory is terrible. But it was it was basically the like creating a practice of of partners like kind of talking through. Oh, lineage in love. I think that was it. Think so like tracing ancestral lineages together, oh. and then connecting yeah. those to 
the dynamics within a partnership. And how they show up. And so how you all relate to each other. Working through contradictions or the alignments and like, oh man, maybe I'm a little short. Maybe, maybe my grandfather was short. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he gave from a line of, you know, like, and kind of like. From a line of shorties. (laughs) Maybe have like some like couple therapists, like associate producer host things Mm, and like kind of have a different partnership could also be a documentary type thing yeah no that's a good podcast that's a good idea well we got microphones yeah and there are many like folks within movement who are coupled or partnered yeah, but I don't be lasting. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel like we know a solid. No, we know. We, we, we got, got some solid. We got, we got at this point, at this point, people, are, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shitting it up the pot. <laughs> no, for sure. Anyway, I have a million more things, but I'll I'll leave it at that. And like, you're hilarious. <laughs> like, I there agree. Are, are ways, and people don't always know this, but I think it actually comes across more than you think it does. Like. You're intentionally funny about things and it makes people laugh. And that is something that you should value more and know that like you are funny. Very quick witted with it too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now so that the space is open. It felt you had said something I'm like, man, Rosie's quick with it. Like just five minutes before the mic. So I was like, oh, that yeah. feels weird to say. No, she's loud. you're quick with it. Uh, but now that Certainly. we're talking about it, you're very quick with it. Yeah. Thank you for that affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Damon. Yes. What do you love about Jennifer? So just as a person. Jennifer, you have a like a a gentleness and a uh, tendency towards tenderness that like creates a comfort that has been there from when we like first met. And so, I think you know her capacity for for thoughtfulness really like move me and teach me a lot. Um, what I love about how our relationship shapes my life is that it gave me, you know, the, the kind of that space between theory and praxis. And so as I was coming into adulthood, I had a lot of concepts of like challenging what the world has taught me about how men move and how that was more and more conflicting with how I wanted to move in the world. And I think without a partner to put that into practice and to learn from, it could have all been theoretical or or even contradictory of like espousing it without it being true or it being being genuine. So I'm like very grateful for that. So even like on the show, right? Like, you know, within the suite, like that's some of the praise we've received of just like how we engage people, how we, inter- and like being able to practice that. Everybody wouldn't be geared towards making space for someone to transform and also you know i don't know how to like i'm just gonna say it with like a concern so it's like a sticky sentence to say (laughs) but the truth to me is that i think it's a false assumption that all women are prepared to engage with men in a anti-patriarchal lens right like that's that's not uh an assumption that like we can take for granted. And so I feel like if I was writing that down, there's a, there's a better, more holistic way to say that sentence. But the, the concept of like, yeah. Yeah. That's going to both people have to, you know, like trying that. <laughs> and so being able to do that out loud and in the real, like it has grounded the way that I'm able to facilitate these conversations that I'm able to feel, yeah, feel grounded out in the world. And then, you know, I think ultimately 
like we've been in the trenches together and like some almost very literal ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like you may have dug some holes and sat in some holes <laughs> no, shit, in some mud. That's a tank. <laughs> uh, and so there's just like, you know, kind of the, the, the like, what's the word? Like that, that can't be replicated. So there's just some like common bond through experience and through building things together and participating in things together and sacrificing together. Um, that like, I couldn't imagine doing all this shit and like, you were just like an accountant somewhere, you know, like, and like, did, you know, like just the, the, the way in which we care about the world is connected. And so it allows me to actually do that. You know, it's, it can be very easy to discard these things. And so you yourself are just a, a, a kind, gentle, tender person, but I'm like very grateful for what being with you allows for me. Mm. I also just really loved watching you all like receive that and share like watching your face take that in and like just watching you your body emote in ways that this mic won't pick up. Cuties. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to reiterate something you just said and then we can figure out what happens then. But that like yeah, just thank you for not and I'm saying this to Rosie, but I think just based on my understanding, I think it's like Thank you for not demanding or asking that we uphold things based, that we uphold patriarchal structures that we were trying to unearth and let go of. Like you said, there's no given that that would be the case because it's messy and challenging to do it in ourselves and we're all swimming in this, in this soup. So thanks for accepting that attempt to transform and then also making all the room for it. Just my like theoretical caveat to like try to clean up my thing. Oh, of, like, David, you're I'm okay. Yeah, you're no, okay. I'm okay. But just like the point of like, you know, black folks participate in anti-blackness, working class people experiencing poverty it, it, participate in classism and elitism. Yeah, I think sometimes we like assume that like positionality equals politics. Right. And so, yeah, I've just observed and been present generationally and also with peers of like relationships collaborating together towards patriarchy or towards harm or towards abuse and yeah i I feel like it's hard to to, as we're trying to talk through it's hard to articulate but like it should be we need to make space to celebrate doing that struggle together so and demanding it also all right i'm gonna be a little mindful of our time since we're always mindful (laughs) of the guest time but let's 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 get what do we uh what else you got on the on the notebook pad so for some less yeah for some more fun Uh questions i would like to know what animal you all most identify with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is some good hard-hitting journalism here. Mm-hmm. Like a like a fox. Like a fox in the woods is the animal that I feel. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Is it a bear? Is it a wolf? No, like a fox. It's like a little less aggressive. It's a little more like shifty, quick moving. Um, but there's still some of that like dog energy in there. I'm going fox. A wild fox. So I have to like hold space for... The animal noise and kind of like if I had like a logo, it would definitely be a large wild feline of some sort. <laughs> be really what are you like? Jungle cat. Not a panther. <laughs> but Let me make clear. Could be a panther, uh-huh. but like we'll you know. Branch up. Um, but I'm more of like an old puppy. So it's like yeah. it's like, is that dog still a puppy? Like, no, you should stop chewing that shit up. But like, <laughs> 
it's still like that wiggly energy figuring it out that's you so know kind of like hasn't quite grown pet. in his body yet yeah, but yeah but like a go just sleeping by a little the little circular bed for hours a day. <laughs> Maybe like, you know, a nice like cottage where there's like a little the little door hole where you can uh-huh. kind of come in and come out as you please. <laughs> but like an old puppy that's like house trained, but like still is growing into his paws. That. <laughs> that's so not great. a new puppy, not a young puppy. No, that's old so great. Puppy. <laughs> like an adolescent. <laughs> yeah, but not a not a dog. Not a grown not a, dog. Not a full dog. No, old puppy. <laughs> do you want for posterity to just do the <laughs> just the jungle <laughs> it's so good <laughs> yes. I didn't even know I could do that until one day we were just fucking around with somebody just came up <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, only gotten better uh huh yeah it's all appeal from here it's what within a, you yeah what about you Jennifer what animal hmm. do you identify with I don't want to be basic, but I definitely feel like a cat most times. And I like think actually cats are not basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that clear. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but like an old cat, mm-hmm. you know, one who's kind of like when new things come about, it's just like, what's going on? Yeah. Who's fucking with my situation here? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> leave my bed where it's supposed uh-huh. to be. I got this all worked out. Don't come in. <laughs> Feed me at 12 noon every day. <laughs> Take me outside when I ask to go outside. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just an old cat, I think, you know, who's like soft and tender to people that like I know and have built relationship with and can sometimes be apprehensive to new things and new people, but yeah. always like kind and like willing but just moves a little bit slower than mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. What about you, Boo? Uh, I like how much cat action is happening in here. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, like an ocelot. It's like a, like one of the tinier wild cats. Mm-hmm. They're so like the size of like mm-hmm. house cats, mm-hmm. basically. One, because they're tiny and they haven't been domesticated yet. And so they're mm-hmm. like out, out in the wild, you know, surviving. But they're so cute and they feel like they'd be super cuddly. And I love their like spots and yeah. That's a great answer. I'm an ocelot. There was something about the earth turn of your t-shirt that like made me think kangaroo. Oh, I could be a kangaroo. Yeah. Did you know that kangaroos pouches are slimy? Mm-hmm. No. They always seem because so dry. that's like that's like where the baby kangaroos grow. So it's just like an external womb, but intern, but like covered. Fun fact. That'll blow your shit off. That'll, <laughs> that'll really, really fuck up some preconceptions there. Yeah. All right. What else? Any other, oh. any other questions? The slowest rapid fire of all time. <laughs> yeah. I think we were thinking about some of the early Ergo days where mm-hmm. y'all used to do R&B beef. Yeah. And so I want to bring that back into the fold and maybe know what's your, not most favorite R&B beef, but which one. Ooh. Like lives in your your body the most. Mm. So you know we hit our our R and B beef moratorium when the R Kelly trial started. We were like that was the whole point of the game, and it feels like weird to trivialize it. So I don't know how to expand it to something that feels right. Oh oh no, that's to me. I actually <laughs> do have an answer. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it, but I should know. <laughs> this is what this just is the RB singer that I just like have recently found and don't like. Yeah, who is it? And it's just like, who I don't get it? why you're here. 
Who is it? So terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it for here, but I, I I don't think I feel comfortable with it going out. We'll talk. Okay. Um, his name's. <laughs> yes. How did, he, you about how did he get on this festival lineup? <laughs> All right. Here's why. I'll believe the here's name, why I but I want okay. to keep the, the context. <laughs> the, so the the I I I guess they're he's cool somehow with. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like I don't want to be uh, shit by her uh-huh, homie because uh-huh. that's how I know about him. So we went to her show and it was like a really like she did to like we're selling this out. And so it was mm-hmm. a very small venue, lying around the corner, mm-hmm. took forever to like even get people inside and check the value. So it's like it's physically taxing to be mm-hmm. here. But like this is one yeah. of the greatest talents. I got there, I saw producer musician D Lily, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, all of a sudden we're late because of the line. I'm like, did the opener go up yet? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn. <You know? laughs> so now I got to stay. I was like, all right, well, you know, let me get some culture. And it was just such, <laughs> it was just such an underwhelming. So it was like, oh, okay. As an artist, I f- it's, it's a difficult thing because it's like you have courage, like you're here. And it's not even that these are like completely bad songs. There's like good moments in it. But it's like, this is not a good performance. You're taking me out of this. You seem overmatched is what's mm-hmm. happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get here? Was like the the real, like, before it became a joke, like, it was confusion. Of, like, Was it unusual? It was. Yeah. It was It was an unusual before I this. just had to know. No, I had to know. Like, and then was on the Smoking Grooves Festival. Because it could be bad and unusual or bad and usual. There is a usual yeah, bad R&B singer. It was unusually uncomfortable. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed like somebody who, like, made some songs during pandemic. And it's mm-hmm. like now having to, like, exist with so it's the truth but i feel uncomfortable <laughs> It'll get, i'll bleep all the names it's worth it, it's okay. worth it <laughs> people should know <laughs> Power of the edit. and then this is maybe a, a corollary he doesn't get categorized as an r&b singer but i feel like he's the one keeping the r&b singer fuckboy thing alive which is future mm-hmm. and i think like he has done this crossover of i'm going to act like an R&B singer, get the like praise and category of a rapper and not do either really a lot of the time. So that's one that doesn't get named a lot, but I feel like he makes more sense to me as an R&B singer than anything else. Vibe wise. Okay. And hat choice wise. I receive that. Hat choice. I receive that. Rappers don't wear fedoras, you know, and he, he'll wear a hat with a brim. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that went over as well as it could have gone. <laughs> I'm with that. Any other any other rapid fire ones? Mm. <laughs> it's fine if you don't got any. No. No? That's no, good. More. Do you have any last things? Any other questions you wished we'd asked? Is there anything really embarrassing about either of us that you want to say on the microphone? That's what that's not my jam. That's been your jam through this whole idea. But I just feel like they in, in particular, these two people deserve the opportunity to lightly roast us. I don't know. I feel like I'm hundred percent thorough at the crib. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I feel like like closet smell was a fair one. Yeah. Especially early in pandemic when I was a much smaller closet and I was, was perhaps less attentive to my hygiene. Which um, it's not ideal. <laughs> he was like, anyway. Daniel, if you're going to be in the closet with my clothes, you have to put deodorant on. <laughs> like, that, that is, is a, a rule. Fair ass. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, lesson learned. Here we are. Just and I'm, I'm smelling clean right Secondhand now. musty cardigans. <laughs> not like a, somebody has a parrot that like smokes cigarettes. Yeah, like, yeah, no. It's just, <laughs> just kombucha and me in the closet. <laughs> 
Well, thank you both for being down to do this. I hope it was as painless as I build it to be. That's um, fun. Yeah, definitely fun. We got Jennifer's like dream show to make. Is there a show, <laughs> Rosie, that you would want to make? Mm. This is non-binding. It doesn't like turn into a contract or an MOU with us. Probably something exploring like indigenous foodways mm. across I knew the you were world. Say the word foodways. <laughs> People like reclaiming, like yeah, or like third generation. Like people like reclaiming those those histories in different spaces than where they originated. Mm. So I haven't fleshed it out yet. So look for that coming from Rosie's mind at some point. The next ten years. Yeah. All right. Is there anything uh, you want pe- else? Do you want people to know any ways that you would like to be found? Anything? Mm-hmm. Anything yeah, else you got up, going you on? Shout, any shout outs? <laughs> I don't want to be found, but I, I will. Say, I don't want to be found or perceived. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be found. But you can enter my raffle that I have going to win a carnivorous plant growing out of a reproductive system screen print that I printed five years ago to benefit the Chicago Abortion Fund. Tickets are $25 each, and I'll draw a raffle ticket on May 30th if you make a donation at bit.ly forward slash vulva fly trap and for the folks listening past the 31st or 30th how can folks just donate or support you should go to chicago abortion funds website and make a donation to support their important vital work any liberation landing yogi all those brief Uh, stuff it could be no Feel free to come to the breathing room. I'm usually there at least two, three times a week. You can come volunteer in the garden Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, 3 to 6.30. Come volunteer at breathing room. I'm there on Thursdays and Fridays from like 2 to 6. Um, and starting in the summer, I'll be teaching yoga in the garden once a month with soul service and my co-leader, T-Banks. So look out for that. Yeah, shout out. Follow Let Us Breathe 773 oh, yeah. to stay in tune. Let's be collecting. A lot of things happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. As always, we're at Ergo Radio Everywhere. Subscribe, comment, tell us how much better interviewers the two of them are than us. <laughs> uh, it was a joy to get to hang out with you too. Thank you for being down to to celebrate with us. Much love to y'all more than the rest of the people. Much love to the people, but more love this one. <laughs> much love to these people. These people more than the rest of the people. <laughs> much love to all people. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> It's a celebration. It's a celebration. Is it over? Oh, it's over.